Well, good morning. Good morning to all of you online as well. Happy Palm Sunday. And you have probably heard by this time, uh, a lot of preachers have started sermons with, as I was on Facebook. Well, this is another of those. As I was on Facebook recently, mostly looking at some banter with March Madness and some of the fun that can come with that, I happened to come across a post from some of our parishioners in which it was a eye-opening moment from God for me in which I found the illustration for the sermon for this week. I would come across a post of uh, Katie and Charlie Stewart, who throughout all of this qu of quarantine and Corona tide, they have g made a little competition within with that they do, which they like to do jigsaw puzzles. And every time they'll do one of these jigsaw puzzles, they will post it on Facebook and say where they are and how many they have got completed and show people the, the, what, the work that have led up to what the picture is going to be. And this past post I saw, it was number 83. And this was not just those little 100, 500 piece jigsaw puzzles. These are the 5,000 and sometimes 10,000. It takes a lot of work. And I myself have never had that much patience, especially for those big puzzles. But I'm just, I just love coming across that they put together that puzzle. And then it was the scene of just a uh, uh, flowers that were that the rich purple so, that we have in Lent as well as the red of Holy Week and some others and it just added to me so thank you Charlie and Katie for giving me the illustration because I wanted us to get that in our head because we've got some odd scripture were you paying attention that what father joe read we have the zechariah 9 9 the prophecy that feeds into mark 11 the triumphal entry gospel and then some of psalm 118 gets quoted and some of it is a little odd and this is why i wanted to look at the scripture before us this morning as we have arrived at Palm Sunday because the whole story of scripture is like a piece of a jigsaw and if you just take one uh, a jigsaw puzzle if you take one of those pieces by itself it may not make much sense but our lectionary scripture as well as from other areas they all come together in the right place to paint a beautiful picture and to make the whole picture the puzzle is trying to tell us. Well, if we consider that as we get into some of those, putting those puzzle pieces to make that full picture for us, let us go into the context and what we hear from what Father Joe read out of our gospel. Now, it is the week of Pentecost, and it is right before Jesus will be riding on that donkey we hear about into the East Gate. And considering there is a, a jubilation and an a attitude of celebration with the people in Jerusalem and with all that had gathered from all over the re region, they do this year after year, gathering on the feast day of Passover. And, but this year, there seems to be something, a question going around which is heightening the sense of anticipation for, the, for they hear as Jesus is arriving into Jerusalem. 
Now, word has been going around by this time. The words that Jesus has been using to teach, some of the actions that he has done, it's going around and people are questioning. Is this the prophesied Messiah and King that we have been waiting for for all of these years? As we hear in Zechariah 9.9, and this is the, the context of Jesus riding in. And as we look at one of those puzzle pieces coming together to make that full picture for us all, Zechariah 9 was written 500 years before the actual event of Jesus riding in on that donkey. And as it continues to unfold, you might think in your head, 500 years, now they, everybody in that time that was devoted to scripture, they would study it. And this was not by circumstance or happenstance. That was just some kind of an accident that Jesus would say, well, I think I'll ride in on a donkey and I'll, you know, I might do this or that to make my triumphal entry into Jerusalem. As we look at that, that puzzle piece just a little closer, it was all down to the very detail. It, it was all supposed to happen in that exact time, in that exact place, in that ex exact way. I could take many little things and, and as we look at all the details, but I just want to highlight two out of Zechariah. First being that of the donkey. And as Jesus tells two of his disciples, go into the town ahead of you, and there immediately when you enter, there will be a donkey there. Bring it back to me, and if you get any questioning on if you're trying to steal it, just say, I have need of it, and the people will be fine. And as we see the story unfolding, it's exactly what happens. They, they find that donkey in the right time, in the right, right place. And of course, somebody asks, but God had prepared them, what are you doing with that donkey? Well, the Lord needs it. Oh, we'll go right ahead then. You see, and this would be a sign. Jesus coming from Bethany and Bethphage into the eastern gate of Jerusalem was, if you knew the people that knew the scripture as the crowd would going in, and as they had that question, and that anticipation of Jesus' arrival, well, who is this? Who is, is this the promised king and Messiah? It's a question of his identity. Who is this man that is coming? Well, Zechariah becomes the answer. And it is, it is so easy even for us as we gather on Pum Sunday to say, well, this is just the, the appetizer to prepare us for next Sunday, the Resurrection Sunday. But if there's any questioning as Jesus rides in on that donkey, the light bulb is supposed to go off and the people that knew that scripture, it was a deliberate message saying, I am that king and I am that prophesied Messiah. I am riding in and the kingdom I bring is coming with me. It was, that's how it is a, a light bulb moment in with the Old Testament. As well, that second point with Zechariah. Our scripture today doesn't necessarily speak about palms, which is the tradition of Palm Sunday, but it mentions the cloaks. And if we borrow from 1 Kings and 2 Kings, it, it might just think reasonably in our minds as the disciples go and get that donkey that 
Jesus may have needed a little more uh, protection for the rough ride, so why don't we take off our outer garments and make a saddle of sorts for Jesus to ride on? But if we go and study from the tradition, as we said, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, every time a new king came into power, it was a tradition that the, the people that would be under that king would take off their outer garments and lay them down to say, we realize you are the new king and that we are your people. And it would mean taking off our identity to become subject to that king. You see in this how the prophecy continues to, to, to unravel for us as the disciples, followed by everyone else that lay down the palm branches and their outer garments, they lay their garments upon the donkey. And as Jesus rises to take his place on that donkey to ride into Jerusalem, the humble king and the kingdom that is coming with him has taken his place on the throne of sorts. And this gesture of removing the cloaks is just more of that message, that deliberate, deliberate message saying, yes, this is the prophesied and long-awaiting king that is finally arriving at the eastern gate. Now you hear these things with me, and I even realize and struggle sometimes to say all these years later for us today that a lot of this stuff can be lost in translation. And as we only have time to look at a few of the puzzle pieces that help us make sense of the larger story of Scripture, sometimes we can have an unbelief or a doubt or something like that in going on in our minds. Well, I found a lot of comfort as I looked to the 12th chapter of John, which is the John telling of the triumphal entry. And within John's telling of what we consider today, he had a line in there which brought me great encouragement and comfort as I was putting the sermon together for Palm Sunday. It said, as John brings it, that the disciples, as these events, as Jesus would arrive and what comes in the rest of Holy Week, would have trouble believing it. And as they would be eyewitnesses to it, it would be later on that they would come to understand how profound what they were seeing and experience meant for them. See, by that line in John 12, we see how necessary the grace of God is for us to get past ourselves and to see who God is in the full picture for them in that time and for us today. And you see, as Jesus would arrive and as the events come for Monday, Thursday, for Good Friday and followed by the resurrection behind it as this next week will unfold to us all, as the disciples went through it by the grace of God, their eyes were opened. They had more understanding when the grace of God came and showed it to them. A new song of praise was put upon their lips and it, it continued, the grace of God continued to grow them into the men that they became and release them into the ministry that we all read about in the larger scope of Scripture. As we consider that, my question to you this morning would be how did you arrive? 
Remember last week at this time, as you, showed, as you showed up this morning, maybe you were recalling last time we gathered for a Palm Sunday, it looked a lot different. As we could not be together and we were doing it online, perhaps you arrived with a, it is just good to be together. And I'm so glad we can be here in person and maybe there's a euphoria that comes from Palm Sunday. Or perhaps you have been doing Palm Sunday after Palm Sunday for several years now. And perhaps more you do it out of tradition because your parents passed it on to you and their parents for them and so on and so on. Or perhaps you are in a season of life right now in which you are just surviving. If there is grief or pain or loss or fear, or any season that you may have arrived with today and you just needed to come and be in the presence of God for this little while, seeking some answers and the comfort that can only come through Him, I don't know how you arrived. But my prayer as you leave would be just as Jesus did with the disciples, that He would meet us and that as we prepare, for Holy Week and this week ahead, that Jesus would also for us open our eyes to where we still may have the question, who is this man and what is his identity? That our eyes would be opened and where we need to see where God for come in and act the way only a sovereign God can act. And in that process, may a new song of praise be put on our lips and just as it was with the disciples, may we see how God continues to grow us and release us into ministry just like he did with the disciples. Welcome to Holy Week. Amen.